Ladies and gentlemen, welcome back to the illustrious program that is The Podject, the sum of the highest budgets in editing, production, and essentially value that you can get in your ear holes and through any type of podcast that you're going to find anywhere. This is actually the best show that you could possibly have found, and I'm really thankful that you did because you've joined part of this community, right? It's, um, it's growing, and um, it's something special. And I'm just really happy to be here with you, folks. It's Wednesday. It's quarter to 10. It's 9.46, December 2nd here, 2020. I am uh, recording a couple days late simply because I had a big weekend. Went out with some friends, went to Blue Mountain, had never been up there. I guess what is that? I'll call it northern, southwestern Ontario, um, if that makes sense. I'd never been up that way, up to Blue Mountain, which is definitely not a mountain, maybe a large grassy knoll, but I went there with a couple friends, um, not too many people though, you know, we were, I think it was what, six, six or seven of us, wasn't crazy, um, had some fun, lost my voice completely, um, I was going to do it Monday night, I had the time to do it, but I couldn't even speak, like my voice, I couldn't even talk, I, I tried to talk in the microphone, it sounded like someone dying of COVID, so um, I did not have COVID. So I probably should make that joke at the point. But I literally just, you know, like, I don't know. I'm one of those guys that love to stay up late, love to, uh, for some reason, maybe if the tunes are going, me and the boys start uh, talking too much, maybe yapping, maybe giving a little, couple little yees. And um, next thing you know, your voice is gone after a couple nights of that in the row. But what do we do? We march on. Uh, there was not a drop of snow up there at all. Now, Blue Mountain is a ski town, so I'm told. I saw the mountain itself, and I don't want to sound like one of these guys that's from out west. It's always going on about how sick it is to go skiing out west, but, I mean, you can't really compare the Rocky Mountains with anything available in Ontario. But leave it for the people in Ontario to make a mountain. and call it Blue Mountain, but it's nothing but a grassy hill up near a lake. Um, it's pretty sweet, though. I've ne- there was no snow, so I've never skied there. I have no basis on what I saw other than literally driving in and out of the town. And passing the hill once. Um, we had a hilarious Airbnb. Ended up uh, getting one that uh, was supposed to be secluded. Was supposed to be away from all the other houses. We thought this was you know, going to be perfect. We didn't want no duplex. You can't be too loud. Can't be going on all night when you got you know Tim and Sue next door. They're, they got to wake up early and walk the dog. Jim's going to piss six times a night. You know he's going to wake up. He's going to hear you in the middle of the night. And he's going to text the owner of this Airbnb. And he said, get them on your case. And you cannot fucking have that. So you do the research. You do the analysis. And you do it, what I like to call, um, you, take, you take the party center serious. Because that is the epicenter of what, how good your time is going to be. And, I mean, it's not like, you're not there in college. You're not going to win your, you're not, gonna, you're not there in college, university. You're not going to win your neighbors over. You know, you, you move into a place. You come in super hot with some, you know, misbehavior you have a couple too many people over a couple too many nights in a row and it's really loud and they don't like you and you got to pay a little damage control and you got to go in there and you got to fix this scenario you're there for two nights you do not have the time to waste it kissing ass with the people connected to your airbnb so what would we think we did we thought we did the uh, investigation necessary to host ourselves at an airbnb that was prompt to give us a good time so we go to it. I'm pretty sure it literally said on the profile that it was um, 
it was secluded. Maybe maybe we made that mistake. I don't believe we did. But you know, we roll up. What's what is it? It's a duplex connected right to someone, and immediately I can tell it's just like a husband and wife kind of deal. And um, they were like up on the weekend for like a weekend of uh, sprucing up the place. They were like working on the deck. They were moving some things around. You know, maybe doing a little a little cleanup before the winter. And then we're over there just trying to you know melt our faces off next door just trying to get just trying to get weird and have a couple of drinks and it's just a terrible environment so i mean you know in the middle of the night we got the landlord come in and he's messaging us and then i just wanted to be like how would you hold the phone here johnny landlords we came into this place luckily a couple of my friends not luckily a couple of my friends got there earlier before me i didn't have to deal with this firsthand but we go into the airbnb and amongst to our surprise what's going on not a fucking thing is cleaned there's shit all over the place like you can tell they had some cake it was all over the floor like barely cleaned up like some beer boxes in the entranceway and just stuff like that just not what you need when you're cutting in you know to have a good time in an airbnb and um this place was you know enough of that it, it was a perfect airbnb it had a bunch of bunk beds in the basement bunch of different rooms and you know, kind of that open kitchen, living room area upstairs with a little TV. So, I mean, we didn't do much. There's nothing to do because it's COVID. So what do we do? We um, First night, we cook a little din-din. Next day, wake up. A couple of the girls want to go into town. You know, they want to go check things out, maybe see a shop or two. And um, no, we don't have any of that. Me and the guys stay. We play euchre. And then we end up, uh, we, we end up later in the night, we had dinner reservations we make our our way out, you know, and I always hate doing this, you know, on a trip like that because, you know, you start drinking all day and then, you know, you want to go to a nice dinner. So you don't want to, you don't want to ruin it. You don't want to, you know, you want to enjoy it. You want to enjoy the food. You, you want to remember the experience. You remember detail about it. And, you know, you've never been to this town. So you, you want to take it in as you drive in there and you see the sights, you see the sounds. So, you know, I'm being aware of that all day. Still had my fair share of drinks, but learned how to play euchre which I never knew how to play and everyone acts like it's the hardest game to learn and no one will ever teach you how to play it, but everyone loves to play it that plays it. I find it very unfair and I find that needs to stop now. But anyways, someone was luckily able to teach me and took the time to do that. So thank you to my friends. You know who you are if you're listening. Um, so we, we did a little bit of that. We make our way to this restaurant. I dress up nice. We have a good time. We ordered a party of, well, we made a reservation. What was there? I think there was... Eight or eight? Did I say? I think there's eight of us. Whatever it was, it was under ten because I think that was the limit of people we could have, you know, with COVID and all this shit. So we had a group of eight or something like that, nine or whatever. But like obviously, because of COVID, you know, the place we were in was in the orange zone. I don't know how other places are doing it. That's how it is in Ontario: orange, red, yellow, no color, all this other bullshit. But we couldn't sit together. Long story short, so the girls sat with the girls so they could all chat. The guys sat with the guys. We had a great dinner. Had a great dinner. Couple, I had an appetizer. I treated myself immensely, way too well. Appetizer, bottle of wine or two maybe. And um, had a great uh, pizza. It was an Italian place we were at, a little wood fire pizza. Are you kidding me? Um, it was a great time. And, I mean, I had no complaints about the place. The place was hilarious. Um, I had a buddy of mine was single. And we saw a group of ladies at a table, like, I don't know, five or six tables from us. And, like, I just turned around, like, they were talking. Like, someone was telling my buddy to go over there and chat him up as a joke. Because if you knew the guy, you never would. And also, that's just the worst play ever. Don't ever do that. 
But um, we were just kind of like joking around with them. And like I was being an idiot. So I told the waitress, I was like, send those girls some shots. And I was like kind of making it seem like it was from this guy, from Nate. Said his name, whatever. And she's like kind of laughing, like, okay, sends them over. And she's like, how many? And I just like, I don't know. I was like, I looked back and I just said four. Because I thought there was four of them sitting there. And then the waitress comes immediately back and says, you realize there were seven girls there, right? You know how awkward that was when I had to give them four shots and you didn't even get a shot for the birthday girl. And I was like in my head, I'm like, the birthday girl? I'm like, I just thought there was four of them. I'm like, I'm not celebrating anyone's birthday. I'm just sending, I sent a couple shots over as a joke for my friend, like relax. But anyways, I thought that was kind of funny. Send them over some shots and then the girl that's the birthday, I guess they just sat there and they were probably like, am I not good enough? <laughs> and I mean, that's not at all what I was trying to do. I just literally thought there was four of them from my angle. So, I mean, that's my bad, ladies. Sorry, I'm sure you're listening to the show. But um, anyways, I feel like my voice sounds like trash right now. But it's Wednesday. I got to get this show out. Um, so, anyways, it's time for the bill. The bill arrives at the restaurant. And uh, this is where things started to turn a little sour for old uh, Harry Boy Young. Um, we get our bills. I always tip 20%. I don't care, like, literally, like, the waitress could come and, like, stand on the table and, and take a shit in my mouth, and I'll still give them 20%. I might berate them in the process, I might hold them accountable for what they've done, but I will always tip 20%. Like, I worked in the industry, I was a bartender, I was a server, it sucks, like, you gotta, you gotta tip, so I tip well, and unbeknownst to me, though, and... I guess everyone else at my table, because I, I think multiple of us did the exact same thing, get our bill, and I'm looking at it, and I'm like, Jesus, that's pricey, like, one of the, like, a, a very large bill, and I was like, didn't think much of it, because I was like, whatever, I don't, like, even, I'm awful for not really proofreading my receipts in the first place, but, like, no chance I was fucking looking at this thing, and so I just, you know, tip my 20%, and I move on, and then I hear one of my friends, like, making kind of a ruckus at my side, and I'm like, what? And he's like, why is there auto gratuity on our bill? And I look down and I tip 20% on auto gratuity that was already put on my bill. You know what auto gratuity is? When you're with a bigger party, some restaurants it's six and over, sometimes it's eight and over, but you put on like a little bit of a, you know, you, you automatically give the gratuity of 18%, ensuring that, you know, the server who's going through the trouble to look after the bigger party is looked after, is, you know, and, and is not you know you can have those people who have these huge bills that come with these huge parties and then you know you tip them 15 12 percent like that's not in my eyes i don't think that's right you know they're taking care of a bigger party like you should kind of pay them for that so the auto gratuity is ensuring that this happens i don't give a fuck if you don't agree with tips or not this is what it's doing but anyways i've worked in the industry like i said and i don't remember one time ever ever even thinking for a second about the option of having an auto gratuity to go onto someone's bill without addressing it maybe even immediately before I ask for an order or maybe maybe that sounds advantageous but certainly before they pay the fucking bill and then in my eyes no one said a fucking thing maybe I was just loaded which couldn't be the case but no so that so we paid so I already paid so I ended up tipping her what's that 38% on a fucking bill are you insane like she wasn't like she was the greatest. Um, she wasn't she wasn't a bad server, but she was she wasn't the greatest server in the world. So I just kind of started losing it. I just started going like I was like what? I was like what? You it's it's what? And 
we weren't even sitting together. That's what I laughed. I was like, you're, you're going to get an autograt? Like, you have two tables right now. You have two different tables. It's not like one big party where you got to take everyone's order at once. Like, she was, like, taking orders and, like, running back to the computer and punching them in. And, like, she essentially had two tables. So she broke us up and they still charge us the autograt. I was losing it. I was kind of losing it. I feel like at one point I got... I was probably being louder than I thought I was. I kind of made a scene like the waitress comes back up to me. And she's like, do you want your money back? And in my head, I like, you know what? I should have. I'm, I'm, I wish I was that guy. Like, yes. And take me to the cash register. I want to watch you count them. I want $1 bills. That's right. I was like, I want $1 bills, baby. No, but I just said, fuck it. Like, honestly, just take it. But that's unbelievable. Could you imagine not telling someone about an autograd? I don't give a shit if it's COVID times and the restaurant's not doing well. I feel like calling them. I should have called. That should have been the intro to the show. Me calling this fucking restaurant, asking for Deborah D and asking her to get her on the fucking phone. And then I would have told them. I would have told the restaurant. Said, well, joke's on you folks. I have COVID. No, that wouldn't have played out good. And honestly, my show probably got canceled down for just saying that. But I definitely didn't have COVID either. So if there's any outbreaks, this wasn't me. But... What a joke, honestly, like fucking made me so mad. And honestly, I was like sick to my stomach because I just spent, you know, it's around Christmas time. You don't got to be spending dough that you don't need to spend. And here I am tipping Cindy Sherlock, lifetime server of the year. She had to have been 48, which you know what? Maybe it's a good thing. You know what? Actually, and I always have this weird sauce, spot when I, when I screw up and tip too much, you can't feel bad about it because you know what? Maybe they'll do some good with the money. Maybe they'll invest it back into the community or like defund the police with it or something like that. Like something important. So, right, we got to think like that. Folks, what a crazy time to be alive. So, I guess Saturday night too, um, in my stupor, I guess we'll call it, because that was late night when that fight was on, those fights, which were absolutely, were they not atrocious? And I really hope no one spent any money to, to pay for, like they were talking about like breaking records for streams. Please tell me you didn't spend a cent to watch any of those fights. Like, first of all, I don't like I don't understand these guys' fascinations with these Paul brothers. Like, I remember these Paul brothers from Vine. Vine was the shit too. Like, Vine puts TikTok to bed. Do you know how creative you have to be in six seconds to make something funny or worth watching? Like, like TikTok's like literally just I can't believe TikTok. TikTok is 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 honestly like almost crude. It's literally just like women like inappropriate dress dancing and like I honestly like I don't really enjoy watching it that much because every time it's like you don't even want to say oh my god I think that girl's attractive because there's a chance she's 13 and then the next thing you know TikTok's got your data and the next thing you know they're flying you on a plane over there and you're going to live in some sort of an, in, in a, some sort of these enchantment camp probably and you're probably going to be part of this algorithm that's going to keep this sort of thing from going on. So I don't want to be part of that at all. But Vine was sick. And that's where these Paul brothers came to fruition. Like, I believe, like, at the very beginning, like, the guy was a wrestler. Logan Paul used to do these stupid Vines where he would, like, he'd wear, like, a wrestling jumpsuit. Like, the and, and he had, like, the ear things on. And he would run up to people and, like, his prank was, like, he'd wear tearaway pants and and uh, a shirt and it was fucking hilarious and he'd just walk up to people and like rip it off and like be like let's go and like pretend to like not like jump them in a fight but you know how wrestlers like jump around the ring and they're like doing their weird little thing like that's how he like got famous and then logan paul got big and then his brother jake started hopping in his videos obviously and they, they just did dumb stuff like 
pretend to uh, fall off bridges in the water and stuff at like parks around their parents' suburban home in Cleveland. Like they were just doing stupid stuff. And then all of a sudden, like they vine gets disappears. Like I wasn't really that big on, I just certainly didn't follow them. I never had Instagram. I wasn't a huge YouTube guy. So I kind of thought these guys like dropped off the planet. And then all of a sudden I hear about them just start fighting all these people and they're boxers and all this stuff. And it wasn't really that surprising to me because I think both of them were like really impressive wrestlers. And I mean, not that that's the same as boxing, but like they were into that sort of combative sport. And, um, both of them were always in pretty wild shape. And I mean, I feel like people are always calling out these two guys. I'm like, I don't understand what these people don't understand. Like they, people don't get, like you cannot like a kid you can think he's a loser. You can understand that you don't you don't understand why he's made his entire living and all his money on YouTube. But like that, like these guys are literally. I think like I don't know if I'm mistaken. Like call them, hate them all you want. Like I don't think I'm huge fans of either of them at all. Pretty irrelevant to me. But I think these guys are kind of these guys are kind of nails. Like I know that Logan Paul lost this KSI guy. Who also does anyone know these people are? Like who the fuck is KSI? Uh, who is that? Anyways, they fought twice and they made like millions of dollars. Like, who are these people? And who's watching? Like, who's watching all these KSI guys and all these like YouTube videos of Logan Paul? Like, someone's watching all this shit. And everyone loves to hate on them. But man, these people are more rich than any of the, us will ever be. Like, why, why are we hating them? Like, they should be teaching us. Like, these, these people are more influential than the teachers in our, in our school. Like, I think... What, who's going to teach you better again? I think I've said this on the show before. Is, is, is Cindy Lou Who teaching eighth grade going to teach you more than what maybe Jake Paul's going to teach you? Maybe just get a YouTube channel. Drop, shed your shit and just start chucking shit around. Start throwing the knuckles. Maybe that's the way to go. These guys are, that guy, these guys are living in mansions. There's, there's a name for it and it's something disturbing. It's like the send house or something. No, that's, that's Nelk boys. But these guys have a lot of money and these people keep calling them out. Like what did Nate Robinson, could you imagine being Nate Robinson, former NBA superstar? Like, I don't know any much about basketball. I feel like I should know some stats off the top of my head. Like this might sound like, did he win a dunk contest once? Like I have no idea, but he, he was like a respected NBA superstar, undersized, very athletic, um, recently removed from the game, like walk away from the spotlight. Like can't, can anyone just like fuck off and just like walk off into the sunset and that's the end of your story? Like does Nate Robinson, who I believe started the beef with Jake Paul, do we need to start, why would he, I don't have any idea in my mind how Nate Robinson wants his legacy, which has now been completely changed to him getting knocked out by a YouTuber. Why would you want that route? Like, even if you, like, if he'd won, I don't think anyone would be like, oh, Nate Robinson, oh, you mean the guy that beat up Jake Paul or Nate Robinson, like the basketball player? Like, I think we would all still know him as the basketball player. So I think it was a real lose-lose for Nate Robinson, and unfortunately, he lost. And he lost big time, folks. Big, big time. And now, immediately after the fight, we got a Vander Kane calling out, calling out both of them, essentially. He calls him out. He's making tweets. I think he probably made the tweet thinking it was funny. And then it kind of blew up. And then he kind of thought, he's the kind of guy, I feel like. I don't know much about him. Um, kind of heard maybe he's a bit of a nerd. But, um, 
I mean, what, what's he going to gain from this? I First of all, we can all think of Vander Kane as as tough as he is because I think he's nails to begin with. I don't think he gets enough credit for being the nail that he is. Like When people talk about him being a nail, Vander Kane, they immediately talk about that Matt Cook fight, which was a heavy blow. Like he he smacked Matt Cook down. Like he like Matt Cook was KO. That was that was a vicious fight. Um, he's been in moments like when he fought that fuck. What's his name? Pouliot. No, what's his name? Petrovic. Alex Petrovic. He fought him three times in one game there in Florida. I think it was, and he literally beat the wheels off him both times. And like Petrovic's a big boy. I don't know if he's much known for his fighting, but he takes on a Vander Kane three times. Kane, I'd say, dumb, like not dummied him, but he clearly won all three fights. So Kane, I, I respect Kane. Kane is tough as shit. He's fought some big boys. You look at him when he fights Ryan Reeves. right? He fought Ryan Reeves in that playoff series. I think he did amazingly well. And I love the Twitter bullshit when they're back, like when he was calling the Muffin Man after and shit. Like That's hilarious. NHL needs more of this. If the NHL was smart and even had a brain, they would instantly tell Vander Kane, like almost like with all this COVID shit going on, fucking yeah, you are gonna fight. Like if I don't know, I listen, I had to listen to this because I hear this beef, and apparently like Logan Paul was actually like responding to him. And I mean, I'm a hockey fan. I'm a huge hockey fan. But one of the things I always find so hilarious is when like hockey fans like always try to like. I've never seen a sport where like hockey fans try to like stick up for their sport in the sense that like they're telling people that they're stupid for not being fans of such a good sport already. And I'm like, I think that no one thinks hockey's dust. I just don't think many people are that into hockey. Like they're talking about this Evander Kane calling out Logan Paul on his podcast. I don't listen to his podcast. I just heard about it. So I had to like, I had to go listen to it. And they essentially don't even know, like, they don't, they're making a joke of it. Like, they're trying to, they're, they're playing it up a bit to make it seem like, you know, no one cares about hockey. But, I mean, not a lot of those guys really know much about hockey. Or, like, essentially, do you really think that Evander Kane's going to be a big enough of a ticket fight against Jake Paul? Against Logan Paul? Like, it would, imagine all these YouTubers, all these kids, they'd be, like, coming out, like, I mean, basketball's a big sport. And I think they did get some, you know, big publicity around that. But I don't know if Evander Kane is going to be the, the biggest ticket. It might be the biggest ticket to the people in, you know, your realm. You're hanging out with a lot of hockey boys. I mean, I'm sure a lot of people in this show who listen to this show know exactly who Evander Kane is. And, you know, that's a bigger deal to them than Nate Robinson. But I don't know if that's the biggest one to begin with. But forget all of that. I think Kane's tough as shit. That was what I was getting at. And... I still don't know if like I I, I want to be realistic here like people don't people can think that whatever they want to think about how big a losers these Paul kids are but like they're clearly like somewhat boxers they've been in multiple fights each they clearly have been doing this for now years with a combative background they were already athletic as shit we don't know maybe they were boxing since they've been like 15 we don't know and maybe Vander Kane has too maybe he has but I mean, hockey fight, yeah, obviously he beats the shit out of them. These guys probably can't even skate. That's not, you can't do that. Boxing, that's not the same either. It's not a street fight. Like, it's, it's, that's a sport. You look at sports science, you look at ESPN, every year they rank, boxing is the hardest sport ever. It's the hardest sport in the world. And like, you can, you can tell me whatever you want, whatever your beliefs are, you get in the ring with anyone 
and like you just you, you just you're not you gotta understand how crazy boxing is the technique the stamina everyone likes to think about it but like imagine getting hit with 10 ounce gloves in the face like you have to train for that you don't just like you don't just like wear them. You don't just like go in there and think you're tough and have a hate on for Jake Paul, the YouTuber, who's, even if he's not a pro boxer, he's still a, uh, clearly a boxer to the degree that he knows what the fuck he's doing in the ring. Nate Robson was fucking, he looks like a fish out of water. At one point I wanted to, I just was screaming like, stay down, preserve some like integrity. Like honestly, they would have been more oh, like, the, I blame the ref. That fight should have never went on the first round. And I mean, I don't have much to say about the the fight after because that was just hysterical, but I, I kind of want to focus on this for a second. I don't know, man. I don't know if Vander Kane beats either Jake Paul or Logan Paul. I want him to. I would put money on Vander Kane because I'm wanting to. I would love to see that happen. I would love to see him walk in there, and I truly believe that a hockey player would be uh, probably the most fit person to do that and just walk in there and fight. Like Hockey players obviously scrap, and it's bare knuckle. There's been multiple players to do it. I mean, Jeremy Leblonsky taking MMA fights mid mid season in minor pro. Um, there's been multiple hockey players uh, that have gone on to have successful UFC careers. Not multiple, but like Steve the Boss Bosse. You want to have a chuckle? Go type that into YouTube. Steve the Boss Bosse and watch this guy with a mohawk just skate around Quebec and kill people. It's actually very entertaining. But um. Honestly, that you wait and see, man. I bet these these Paul brothers are gonna just keep fighting YouTubers like that. What a sick world we live in. We're worried about the coronavirus. There's something called YouTube boxing, and Jake Paul is right now is as at the helm of it. And you wait and see, though. It's gonna they're gonna make a movie about these kids. These kids are gonna work their way into uh, some sort of professional boxing, and they're gonna start just keep getting good at it. And these guys are both young. But one's a 95 and the other's a 97. So they're, they're very young. I mean, maybe not in the world of boxing, but um, I, I, we don't know. We're going to have to wait and see. I hope Evander Kane and them do it. If the NHL is smart at all, this is the best marketing campaign ever. Imagine he comes in just beats the wheels off Jake Paul and them. And everyone will think the NHL, the NHL is the WWE again. But then they'll go and watch it and they'll see that there's certain teams in the NHL now that have four fights a season. So that'll change your mind quickly, but that's not what we're talking about. Um, it, it'll be interesting. It, it'll be very interesting to see if that actually plays down. I, mean, I wasn't pumped up about this fight at all. I thought the Tyson fight was kind of cool until I watched it, and I heard I heard Mike Tyson was literally stoned while he while he fought, and um, that wouldn't surprise me. I thought they were like really into it and training hard, but I don't, I don't know if they were like they got a draw, man. It's supposed to be like the biggest televised subscribed event in in fighting or something like that like i don't know you hear all these rumors but there wasn't much of a fight like snoop dogg said it looked, it looked like two drunk uncles fighting but i mean love i love mike tyson i knew nothing about the other guy I'm not a huge i'm not a huge boxing guy but wow i literally feel like as i talk to you i feel like i have like a voice of like like a, someone that smokes cigarettes for 95 years i feel like i sound like a miley cyrus right now How, have you heard her voice lately Holy moly, deep, very deep. I like it though. It's rustic. I love Miley Cyrus. She came out with this new album. This pop. It's kind of pop. It's kind of bullshit. But you wait and see. She's on the cusp. She's gonna realize that she's destined to be a rock singer. 
she'll be like the next Joan Jett or like Stevie Nicks or something. And that's what she's actually meant to do. All this Hannah Montana bullshit, fuck. That'll be old school. That'll be days of days gone. We'll have to watch the documentary and uh, remember that one because that's going to be fucking days gone by. Um, my voice sounds absolutely hysterical. I've been up since 4.30 this morning. I am the most unorganized individual in the world. And honestly, I always think like I'd love to, I, if I, if I was a bit more organized, maybe this podcast, maybe I would be, maybe I'd be Joe Rogan. Maybe th- that's who we'd call Joe Rogan is Harrison. We wouldn't say Joe Rogan, you'd say Harrison. But, uh, I swear to God, you know what? Everyone's in trouble, man. The day I get enough time to take this show and just actually fully dive in, you're all in trouble. I was up at 4.30 this morning. I pack up all my shit the night before because I want to get, you know, sometimes I wake up at 4.30 and I don't start really working out till an hour later. And like, it's it's just like a six, seven minute drive to the gym. So I just spend too much time in the morning dicking around, looking for socks, looking for where, what shirt I need to throw on, getting my work clothes together, grabbing my lunch, like doing all this bullshit. And then, you know, you make a couple wrong, you can't find a couple things. And next thing you know, it doesn't take me long to just lose my lid. And I'm just running around like getting so pissed off just because I want to get out of there. You're on a bit of a time crunch because, you know, you got to get a quick workout in, you get to get to work and get a shower and get some food into you. So, you know, you got all these things in your mind, you're running around and you just, it's, it's the worst feeling ever. So this morning, pack up everything, think I'm all ready to go, wake up, can't find my keys, can't find my keys, go into my truck eventually and check in there, hoping that they're maybe left in there and it's open, truck's open and the keys are just on the dashboard for like, they're just on the dash. Like, that's a good spot for them. So I go to start the car because it's warming up, truck won't start truck won't start things never not started i don't think ever and then it's 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 two times in the past two weeks the truck doesn't start it's minus two in my head i was like i I had this thing in north bay for five years like i'm talking like minus 45 for like week on end minus 30 all these terrible temperatures it's minus two and this thing's this thing doesn't want to start i'm so confused i had no time to deal with it so i just walk in i walk in and tell my girlfriend Chrissy, I'm sorry. I'm taking your fucking car. I, I got to take it. I got to go. I'm sorry. But there are things that need to be attended to immediately. So I usually get to the gym around like a 5.15, a 5.30, get a good roll in, roll out, a little stretch. Then I get a workout in. I always, I have an Apple watch. And so I start my little workout timer. I start that right when I start rolling out. And I usually get a workout in before work in the morning at like an hour and 15 hour and 40 if I'm kind of you know I'm slugging it a bit but I mean it, it, what a what way better time to work out in I mean I definitely it's kind of sucks not getting any meals in feels weird like you just wake up have a quick protein shake and go work out feels weird sometimes it, it's so cold so I mean I'm working out in a, in a garage gym that doesn't have a heater just a little like space heater so sometimes it gets a little chilly gym's absolutely mint though but you know you just throw on a sweater and you work through that but um, I've been enjoying that. It's It's been good, but it's a grind, man. You know, you wake up at that hour and then, you know, by the time I get to work, I've been, I've been working like 10 hour days and now I'm home, quick little supper and I'm back and I'm talking to you folks. So, I mean, like when I do these shows, I can't stress, like I literally, I kind of walk into the room and like I act like I have a plan. I sit around the computer, 
I maybe maybe play guitar for like 10 minutes because I'll think like if something cool comes to me, I'll make that the intro and I'll cut that. I'll press pause and then I'll start talking because I mean my, my effects, my skills with effects and shit, they're, they're just non-existent. So I come in, I mean today I went on Twitter, started clicking around and I guess this Evander Kane thing's really taken off. It's trending pretty big time. So I mean, so I clicked on that and um, I mean here we are and that's kind of where the conversation went. I had to tell you my story but my absolute grievances with the restaurant in Blue Mountain. Called my mother last night and I said, I said to her, I said, I feel like I want to call them on the phone and I want to have a serious conversation with them and tell them that I think that's fucked up. And she was like, you know what, Harrison? Maybe you should. So maybe I will. Maybe I will call them. I'm going to call them and I'm going to, I'm going to cut that into a clip. That's what I'm going to do. Folks, I'm going to start, uh, I really want to, uh, Start getting a little bit better at the social game. I know I don't want to keep sounding like a dead horse, but I'm going to because it's going to make this show so much better. Um, I really appreciate the listeners I have, folks. I love you to death. I can't stress enough, though, how one day, one day coming very soon, I'm going to have so much allotted time to really, I couldn't imagine what I'll accomplish with, uh, I, I, the dream is to one day, I just want to do this full, wouldn't that be saying, I'll do this full time. I would make the greatest podcast ever created. It's, it's, it's going to happen, folks. So I, I can't wait for it to happen. Um, imagine being a, a loyal listener, listening to this right now and knowing that you're just like, you know, that feeling like when a surfer, like finally, like paddles out of the water and he gets that, gives that hair a little flick and, and you can feel that wave just kind of building behind you. And next thing you know, you're not just riding on the ocean side, you're flying on the high and flying above. Yeah, that's the feeling that we're on right now. I've never been surfing a day in my life, but I imagine that's what surfing would be like. Folks, we're just getting started. Imagine how cool that would be. You could be back and be like, yeah, but did you listen to the project episode 20 back then? Were you listening to it in December 2020? You weren't listening to it then, so shut up. Imagine how sick it would be to be able to say that about a show like this. It's going to happen, folks. You ain't fucking see. Might not be five years. Might not be ten. But it's coming, baby. It's coming. This shows it's it's a big train and it's bound for glory. Big train. This train is bound for glory. This train. This train is bound for glory. I'm gonna ride it for the righteous and the holy. This train is bound for glory. This train. Episode twenty, folks. Thank you so much for joining me. Talk to you soon.